This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. Cruz with the Comstock Report. Brazil's now finalizing its planting of nearly 40 million acres of second crop corn. Some estimate it reaching closer to 42.5 million. Another 2.5 million acres could add an additional 6 million metric tons, which is why we think that it would be difficult for a short crop like last season. Conditions continue to favor a big safrina crop. Overall, 90% of crop conditions appear to be good to excellent. There are some smaller regions in Mato Grosso do Sul in northern Paraná and western Sao Paulo that are low on moisture, but not as large enough to have a major impact on the crop size overall. CODAB's latest projections are for 86 million metric ton compared to 60 million last year. Most of the safrina crop will need rain through the end of April, while corn planted in March will need moisture through the month of May. Some of the earliest planted fields in northern Mato Grosso are already flowering and beginning to set ears. Mato Grosso will produce more safrina corn than the next four states combined. Can Brazil expand their wheat acreage to make up for lost Ukraine exports? Brazil planted 6.7 million acres of wheat this season with a production of 7.8 million metric ton, which represents only half of what they consume, which means they are importing an additional 7 million ton. They also exported 2.1 million in 2021. With a strong export market, Brazil could likely double production in a few years, eliminating the need for imports and or increasing their exports. 90% of wheat in Brazil is grown in the south, with the states of Paraná and Rio Grande do Sul accounting for most of that. Hoarding is reportedly taking place in Russia, consisting of higher demand for sugar and other food staples. Recently, five Brazilian ships carrying combined 1 million metric tons of sugar exports were on their way to Russia, which is highly unusual for Russia imported only 100,000 metric tons of sugar all last year. Financial sanctions may make payment for the sugar difficult, although we surmise Brazil wants to stay in the good graces of Russia and may take payment through other means, such as the return shipment of fertilizer. Additional sugar shipments are being sent to neighboring countries of Georgia, which are also expected to eventually find their way to Russia. With rising energy costs, sugar mills will be incentivized to produce more ethanol, reducing their sugar output. This could provide support for sugar prices. Argentina is experiencing major food inflation, attempting to correct the problem by implementing export taxes on soy oil and meal, taking them from 2% to 33%. This is the second year in a row that their corn production has been hampered by drought. 30% of global potash supply has been disrupted by the Ukraine war. Environmentalists should be concerned. Brazil is scrambling to secure supply. Canadian-owned mine in the Amazon rainforest is proposing to double their output, which could meet roughly half of Brazil's demand. However, it would take three years or more to do so. Ukraine and Russia provide a significant portion of global fertilizer exports. In Brazil, for example, imports most of its fertilizer, which typically comes from this region. The U.S. imports a relatively small amount of its fertilizer, with most of that coming from Canada. Our fertilizer supply is in place for our growing season this spring, and the U.S. also has residual soil fertility to fall back on when needed. I call it my soil bank. I build up soil fertility with manure applications, and others have done so with commercial fertilizer to where P and K levels are very high. 
U.S. farmers could skip P&K application for a year or two and see no major impact on yields. The timing of the war in Ukraine hit South America all wrong for acquisition of their fertilizer for the coming growing season, starting next September. They are scrambling for an alternative supply that could be shipped to them in time. They will not find it, and what they do will arrive late. Much of their Sahado growing region has not been in production long enough to have built up residual fertility. They are putting on nearly all of the crop needs each season. Crops there will go on short rations of fertilizer next season, and the trend there of added new acreage will likely stall. The loss or disruption of the fertilizer supply will impact crops grown worldwide and could last two to three years. The USDA Planning Intentions Report next week will be closely looked at, but what follows will not be determined by it alone, far from it. Everything after will get magnified, so the volatility will continue. Some see a surprise in higher than expected corn acres, and others see the same thing for soybeans. If there are more planted acres than expected, just remember that they are marginal acres being added, and they will dilute the average yield. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 